you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm late. I'm late. For a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com the Around the NFL podcast does not kowtow to sponsors. <laughs> you can say that again. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes, Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Yeah, we are uh, unsponsored, um, unbeholden. But beloved, the Around the NFL podcast. By dozens. Unbeholden. Is that a word? Yeah. So that means we're just going to take shots at yeah. all shows. We're not in anybody's pocket. Uh, Greg, I thought you had right. a real. Let's talk uh, Deflate Gate right off the top. Roger Goodell. Shooting from behind <laughs> bulletproof glass right here. I thought you had a nice uh, couple of tweets, uh, Greg. I even banged off a little retweet uh, mm. yesterday. This we are now the OTAs are in full swing, and Greg had a real what I call clear-eyed look at, at what what's going on in the. <laughs> what, what did you say on Twitter that I really agreed with? Greg? I I think I said you know we all we all love football we all like to follow it closely but you know OTA season has no real predictive value. You're better off. I was thinking of my days back at Roto World when we would do the rankings, and I was saying some of my mistakes doing rankings. You'd be better off if you just took a nap from May to August. Sign me not up. Not going to really learn anything. May through July. August? This is coming from the boss. You're basically saying it would be fine for us, and you know it'd be a time to recharge our batteries. Just basically not be at the workplace. There's some nuance to this. Yes, I'm saying it's not predictive. I don't think it, it should change your opinions on things. There's still news. I think it's a good time to prepare for the season and inform yourself of what's going on and position battles. It's good to know who's injured or who's not, but I don't think it should be changing your idea of who's good or bad. I think that's well said. It's not predictive, but it is helpful to store those names in your head Yes, and factor all the depth chart changes going on, rookies standing out. But until you see these people play. Well, they're not playing football. They're playing touch football, which which is a a a – Different sport. which With no real pass rush. And like the Eagles, there's a perfect example. I found a column that said in the Philadelphia Inquirer, Sam Bradford has been the best player on the Eagles Calm down. this offseason. I found us. another article by the Philly media 
where it said there's been no difference between the three quarterbacks. And I found another one that thought Carson Wentz is mentally ahead of Sam Bradford learning the offense. So this is like, what are we talking about? Part of the issue is that beat writers, as much as they're the lifeblood of what we do, how well do they really know the sport? They take they took a look at a practice and they're like, oh, this receiver dropped two passes. Bad practice. Well, that doesn't take any of the nuances of the game into effect. Drops are overrated. Or, you know, Carson Wentz badly overthrew a receiver. How do you right. know if the receiver ran the right route? People exactly. are just figuring out what they're doing right now. It is May after all. Excuse me. <laughs> June. Come on, Dan. Uh, yes. Nice show today. I'm going to – listen, call me crazy. I'm going to give this a pre-grade show of an A. Wow. Put a little a pressure on you guys. That's a lot of pressure, especially for, um, you know, middle of May, Thursday. Or early June. Five words. I've been in meetings all day. I feel like I have Why, why does half the room think it's still May? <laughs> <laughs> Five words, guys. And it could have been taken right out of an RG3 tweet from 2013. Don't afraid to be great. Don't afraid to be great. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be afraid to be great. Six words. Two yeah. of which are occupied. 33% of that sentence is occupied by the word B. Anyway, here we go. We got a lot to get to. Uh, we're going to bring back one of our favorite games. What's more likely? What's more likely? <laughs> Gotta love what's more likely. I think it was the counting the the numbers of the words that tripped you up. Well, you know that I, was five words. Don't afraid be great. Yeah. <laughs> <Whatever it was. laughs> Famously, I got a thirty-nine on a state-mandated math test. So I was so busy cooking up the number of words that the language tripped me up. Usually, it's the other way around. You're a pro. It's understandable, but you're not, you know, you are human. Once in a blue moon, an error will creep across. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for pointing that out. And uh, some news to get to from around the NFL, which is how we got our name, by the way. And uh, also we're going to have, we're going to get somebody on the phone uh, because of a a big, a big bombshell that dropped in the newsroom regarding the Shield, our company softball team, which (laughs) continues our season tonight. Uh, Um against one of our big rivals, Wes. We haven't even played them yet, and they're a big rival. Yeah, they're a three-and-two team. Um, the name of the team escapes me right now. Do you remember? Barney's. No. Nope. Nope. The Flying Sheep. The Flying nope. Sheep. The Irishman chimes in with the Irishman, our third baseman tonight. Uh, and speaking of the Irishman, what's up, buddy? Nothing but I'm so ready for this game tonight. I know you are. You're one of my warriors. You're oh, like I'm, my Paul O'Neill. I'm ready to go. All right, baby. Let's do some news. Be sure and tell them Large Marge sent you. That's the woman that Mark picked up last week. <laughs> Not accurate. <laughs> she was of middle size. Large Marge. And that's middle aged? You said she was. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, she, she was wasn't middle, that large. middle size. She wasn't especially big or small. She, it, wouldn't, it wasn't a characteristic that stood out. The, this is, you're talking about the hitchhiker you picked up. Was she, she's an older lady. I wouldn't say she was a hitchhiker. She wasn't. Act- I'm not going to get back into this. She was walking down the street. She wasn't actively looking for someone to pick her up. So, you know, she a liar. And she's been maligned on Twitter, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> well, so it, the way you tell it, she almost should have been a little wary of you. She wasn't even looking oh, for Biden. Some some guy just pulls up. Hey, hey, lady. Let's not forget no, no. about this. This was a roll of the dice on both sides of the fence. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't roll up, Greg. 
Thanks for telling me how it went. I was there, and you know, she and I saw each other from three, four hundred yards away. She saw I was oh, not. So it was I, wasn't, I wasn't some like you know hooligan driving six hundred miles a road down the state. I, I stopped and said, right. you know, would you like a ride? That's enough. And when you saw it, like case closed, subject done. Did the did music start coming off in your head? Like not even remotely. Birds tweeting and not at all. <laughs> we'll start with the San Francisco 49ers, who are going to have a little camp battle between Blaine Gabbert and uh, Colin Kaepernick to be the team's starting quarterback. Yikes. Uh, but at the same time, where is Colin Kaepernick at health-wise? The uh, team's offensive coordinator, <laughs> offensive coordinator. Mark, who is the offensive coordinator of the Niners? You are an expert in this category. This one I forgot. It's uh, He was trending on Twitter, too. Anybody? Old uh, Curtis Modkins, I yeah, believe. Yeah, Curtis Good Modkins. job, buddy. Modkins said Thursday that the team is waiting for Kaep- Kaepernick to get healthy before a full-fledged competition with Gabbert begins. And when will he be healthy? Here's what Modkins say. I, I have no idea. Mm. We as coaches, our jobs are to coach who's out there on the field practicing. Whenever they say they say Colin's healthy, I'm sure he'll be there. He's around us. He's in the meetings. He's doing a great job. It's not up to me when he's released. So we'll see. Interesting choice of words. Uh, Greg, your thoughts. I wonder if there's more going on here. The timing is interesting because they were hopeful that he would be back on the field around the start of June or maybe minicamp. If he misses all of OTAs in minicamp, I, I don't think, again, you don't want to overrate May in June, but it definitely gives Gabbert a leg up. There's no doubt about that. Well, the fact that the 49ers and Colin Kaepernick hate each other also gives Gabbert. Well, right. And when I say there's maybe more to the story, I, I don't know. I want to see what happens here. Maybe Kaepernick's not rushing back to get on the field right away. I, who knows? Is he... In all the meetings, he's doing all that, though, yeah, right? He's so doing all as that. long, I mean, I think the problem is you're installing a new offense too, and it's it gives Gabbert. Yes, these months don't mean much, but Gabbert go, rolls into the later phases of the off season with a clear advantage over Kaepernick. Moving on, Mark, your greatest offensive threat out there in Cleveland uh, last season, Gary Bonage has a sports hernia surgery. Um, he underwent that surgery recently. He's going to miss some time. He's going to miss the rest of the offseason program. And uh, he will be back for the start of training camp, or so we ho- hope. Barnage signed a four-year, $13.5 million extension this offseason, 79 catches for 1,043 yards and nine touchdowns last season. Mark, was that the, the most productive Brown season, this side of Josh Gordon since – what, Braylon Edwards? Well, Kellen Winslow from a tight end angle. But, yeah, I mean, it comes. It came during a season that couldn't have been more forgettable or meaningless, but, you know, it helped him. He got a new contract often. Not worried about a sports hernia in early June. I think he'll be fine. Do, do you want to hear from Gary? Please. I'm gutted, mate. Absolutely gutted. Guy Barnage here. I picked up a knock near McKibbles and Bits. They say I'll be ready for training camp. Well, that's a bit of a trope, eh? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm gutted, mate. This is not mega. Not mega. Oh, quids out. Gary Barnes out. And that is probably the worst British accent I've ever heard. Uh, you know what, Gar? <laughs> I don't need to hear that. I mean, you know, it's up there among the worst. And for, for new listeners, Gary Barnage, quote-unquote, is not British. But uh, his name dictates otherwise. Just the sound of it. Everybody knows. Gary Barnish. 
Whatever. <laughs> but he'll be back. Mark, you're right. Not a big deal. Oh, yeah. Sports hernia. That's never been a lingering problem. <laughs> well, I like that. You know, <laughs> we can we can brush it off. I can say it's not a big deal. Not a big deal to me. It might be a big deal to the person that just had a knife put into the lower part of it. Right. His yeah. Abdomen. Someone was at Claybon, Patrick Claybon, our, our friend, you know, as he put it, talking about a like, quote unquote minor Sean Lee surgery. Oh, yeah. Minor. They just, you know, knocked you out with anesthetics, cut open your body. And in this case, you know, change things around in your groin area for something called a sports hernia. I mean, that sounds I think terrible. half of our softball team has sports hernia right now. <laughs> we're, we're really beat up. I'm returning to the field, by the way, tonight. We'll see if the hammy holds up. And and by the way, yeah, well, to Greg's point, you heard the disappointment in Gary's voice. So hopefully uh, everything goes well, and he is back by training camp. Let's move on. Uh, Mark, you, I thought you'd be interested in this. You're fascinated by diets and things of that nature. Aaron Rodgers for years played by something that he called, uh, when it came to his eating, he called it his 80-20 rule, which meant 80% of the time he would eat a healthy diet. But then he left that last 20% to eat whatever he wanted, and, and he found, and obviously he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time, that that worked for him. However... Uh, that is now changing a little bit, and you know who helped him get more serious about his nutrition and throwing away the 80-20 rule? Tom Brady, of course. This is what uh, Aaron Rodgers had to say via ESPN.com. To be honest, Tom Brady is an influencer there because of the stuff he talks about and how healthy he is. So this is more about uh, working with uh, the Packers team uh, trainer or director of performance nutrition, a guy named Adam Corzin, a more scientific approach to what he puts in his body. This has lowered Aaron Rodgers' uh, body percentage, of fat, uh, fat body percentage, and has him feeling like he's in the best shape of his life. Mark. I mean, I like it. I think if you even I was I, I never watched golf, for instance, but I was watching it over the weekend. And I remember growing up, there were like we always can assume that you don't really watch any other sports. You don't even have to give it a right. It just happened yeah. to be on. But in the remember in the old days, there were always two or three giant tubby, Junksters. fat guys yeah. on the tour. And like I asked my dad because he he watches it, and I said, "What what happened with golf?" And it's like every other sport; these guys get in the best shape of their lives. The you, money. It's the money. And if you're Aaron Rodgers, if you can extend your career. To the to into your late thirties, early forties, potentially like Brady wants to do. There's millions of dollars attached to it, and why not? I mean, you're, you're you you have the ability as a quarterback to have a nutritionist to be in the best shape of your life. It, it's I don't want to have a quarterback that doesn't want to do that. If you read some of these long form articles about Brady and his nutritionist, there's been a couple of them in the last couple of years. You walk away from reading them with the inescapable fact that he has a competitive advantage because of how much he and his wife make mm. and what they're able to do scientifically what is with his body. And it's no surprise that he's moving better in the pocket now than he was five or six years ago. So if you're Aaron Rodgers, who's probably making the second most money in the NFL household combined – yeah, right. He has the means and the pathological desire. Let's face it. We have in our crazy. house some Himalayan pink salt, and I bought that directly. I have off some the... too. It's excellent. You know what? <laughs> I heard Rogers talking up. Uh, you know, Himalayan pink salt in that salt. Pete Holmes podcast he did. With, he was talking about his diet in that one too. He said Crossroads vegan place on Melrose Ave here in, in L.A. I don't know if you've been there, but he was a big fan of the... Mm, maybe Sessler's on to something. Fake burger. And the and the many, fake you know, burger. in the whole thing... That is delicious. The Rosenthal burger. diet is going to be looked back upon at some point, and humans are just going to say, what happened oh, yeah. to the Rosenthal family line? Yes, human, <laughs> human history will look back on that, you know, 50 bil- million uh, year era where we ate meat as a mistake. Oh, yeah, that's humans, going, humans are getting it right all the time. 
By the way, Tom Brady is currently hawking a $200, quote, nutritional manual translation cookbook that has sold out multiple pressings on his website. I t- actually took a look at it on his site uh, yesterday, and it looks every bit the $200. It's like a, a rich man's cookbook. Mark, you're a wealthy man. Uh, are you going to purchase that? We don't even have $200 worth of food in our house right now. What are you talking about? Do you know how I know it's sold out? How? Connor Orr tried to buy it. Yeah, months ago. Ouch. I think, I think this might have been a topic on the podcast, unless I'm crazy. I think it was a private conversation amongst us. It was on our instant messenger client, which is full of garbage people. He wants to buy it, and uh, I support him in that. I'd buy it. $200, that's a, that's a little ridiculous. The cl- Just to clarify to the listeners, the people on the instant messenger, messenger client that we speak with, they are not the garbage people. It's the people that uh, created the uh, client itself. Well, it does apply occasionally to the people on <laughs> chatting. Oh, that's true, too. <laughs> the name of the IM client, I should say it, of course, uh, out of you know respect for their company, is... That will be bleeped out. Let's take a, a quick uh, interlude on the news, a little break. I want to touch in, touch, uh, touch in, or check in with uh, a friend of the show. Uh, his name is Vinny Houseplant. Is that correct, Wes? Yes, he's our one of our favorite listeners, Keith, who goes by Vinny Houseplant yes. on Twitter. And he he wrote uh, um, the Hair Zeus. Remember that song? I think he wrote a banger about you, Wes. He well. did. It w- couldn't be played on the air because it's got some blue language. Anyway, so it's, every once in a while he'll send us a, a YouTube video that's entertaining and a little bit disturbing. He was upset when he heard the news. Um, I can't believe the news today that Wes went down in cornhole to the old Zeuser. And here's, here's what Vinny had to say. I'm informed. By the way, can you pause for one second? I just want to paint a picture for the audience, and we'll send a link out. He's in, he's in a shed alone with an overgrown beard, and his hair is crazy, and he's smoking a I cigarette. I like this guy. <laughs> okay. I'm informed that Christopher Wesley, mailman, the great Christopher Wesley was outbagged <laughs> by the molded one, Dan Herzus. The molded one. I mean, that's how that got on the show. I like molded this guy. One. That was the key. Do you want to hear more from him? Sure. Right. Outbagged, out cornholed by Dan Herzus. Making deliveries of his own, throwing bags into holes, dropping packages where they go. They all have New Jersey and New York zip codes and area codes on them. Wesley, what ha- what's happened? I, my world's falling apart. I'm living in a shed. I'm living in a shed. Just living in a shed, bro. That guy's great. What? What? How about how you? You know, how about that though? I mean, the cornhole stuff. You're in a bit of a slump. Let's be fair. Not in a slump. There's one on one, and you lost. No, Essentially one on one, but I would invite Dan to play one on one any time for high for the high stakes <laughs> of high octane sandwich. I I honestly I don't fear you anymore, Wes. Although I respect oh. you, uh, we were playing against two of uh, Connie Fox's friends, uh, two girls, and they were not very proficient in the game. So it was essentially a one on one matchup. Mm. And uh, I would not was, deny I, that I handily this, defeated you. in this particular game. Dan outthrew me, and. Your grandma, who had never seen cornhole play before, would admit that Dan outthrew me. I mean, by the way, it's Wes is still a better player than me, but I, I'm continuing wow. to, to shine the gap. I'm, I'm thinking about buying the shed now. Well, it's a, it's like a Wesleyan <laughs> coaching tree to some degree. There's no shame in developing players no. who, you know, the only way they learn is by watching you. I, have a tr- I am the I problem am proud. Here, 
proud of Dan's accomplishments in this area, unlike our friend Ali Bompuri, who refuses to do the spin and is as good now as he was three years Gotta ago. Got to learn the spin, everybody. Dan has gotten incrementally better every week. There, there has to be some risk, though, that in this tree, Wesseling is Bill Parcells, a legend, highly respected, a Hall of Famer, but that Dan could one day be Bill Belichick. Mm, I like that. Pass him up. Or I'm Paul Brown, and Dan is Blanton Collier. <laughs> You're such a Collier. Uh, uh, Brandon has breaking news. Breaking news into the around the NFL newsroom. Alan Hearns has signed a four-year, $40 million contract extension with the Jacksonville Jaguars. One of the top 90 players in the NFL, according to the other players. Hmm. Interesting timing. Why is that? Got a lot of young players. They chose to re-sign him. Because he was undrafted, he's up for an extension a year before most most player, most player young players would be up. I, I I have no problem keeping him around for a long time. That They're building one of the offenses that will be one of the greats. Two years from now, we'll be talking about Whoa. that. Whoa. Easy there, Cecily. One of the greats. I think so. Yeah, well, he and – On that Blake Bortles train again. You know, he led the league in interceptions last year, right? I'm not getting into that with you again. He and Allen Robinson are in the discussion for best wide receiver tandem. Certainly, best young wide receiver. You got They got to start making some of those old school, like, you know, posters, like the Allen wrench, <laughs> Allen wrench, and it's got oh, like yeah. the two Jaguars receivers <laughs> holding up a wrench yep. or something, like a, a blasted out smoky background. Yeah, something Always. like that. The two Allens. I mean, we got to see the the fine print. How about on, on this? But all in way, with the Allens. He's a solid number. He's a very good number two receiver. If it, that's essentially what what he's going to be for. Got them. some weapons. Uh, yeah. So we'll maybe get into that uh, down the line when we have more details. But let's move forward. Hey Wes, this one I want to bring up just for you. Uh, the Denver Broncos, the two, uh, the Super Bowl Fifty champions, uh, will visit Barack Obama at the White House. The final visit to the White House. Um, for NFL team to Barack Obama. Um, so this came up in the newsroom. It's like, oh, what a cool thing. And Wes kind of You didn't went, think it was a cool thing? No, like it was No, it was like, you know, it's a cool thing. Obviously, if you win the Super Bowl, you get to go to the White House. What do you mean get to? What? You get to go to the, You have to go to the White House. No, you don't. You, you As we know, Brock Osweiler's not going. But my point is... Wes pulled like a get off my lawn moment. He's like, I don't want to go down to the White House. I, I, what do I have to do with that man? I, it struck me as un-American, Wes. I said I'd rather fly across the country to Washington, D.C. to hang out with Dan Hansis. Which than, was a nice sentiment. Than to meet Barack Obama. I don't know that guy. What do I want to hang well, out with Barack you, Obama for? But you said that it was basically about any president. Wait, any president there? you felt Barack that way. Barack Obama. I like the way you said Obama. it with like an interesting cadence. Like, Barack Obama. You're I would rather hang out with Mark Sessler than Barack Obama. But it wasn't a Barack but thing. you've it already was... done that a million times. I would love to meet the president. Of course. That's cool And you get experience. to go to the White House. You go, you walk in the White House, you live, you live, you see it, you see it once, you have a couple jokes with uh, the president, that would be great. Whatever. Maybe bring your girlfriend to the Lincoln bedroom and close the door. Well, it doesn't work that way, have Dan. Some fun. You would be quickly taken down by the secrets. But I've my been in the White point House. point is, the White, uh, as of I, it's a historic uh, place, the most famous uh, – residential home in America and the world, perhaps. I would love to go there. I love history as much as anyone, well, but I don't go. really care much for monuments and markers. I don't know. But this is a living human president. So? Go meet uh, him. Well, I, I find your I find How has he changed our world for the better? Oh. Well, that's a... I mean, that's, <laughs> that's also... That's for the politics, but Yeah, that's the politics. I mean, I'm just saying, we're not, we're not talking about Abraham Lincoln summer. here. 
Right, but I would have like I would have been happy to meet any president. Why not? It's just well, it's I an interesting. I certainly experience. don't want to meet George W. Bush. You know, I was gonna say. Well, now I'm a little more. I thought this was all heading towards uh, West uh, making a formal declaration to get behind Trump in this upcoming. <laughs> I think we know <laughs> is that what this is. I believe I've made my point clear on this subject. Are your politics? My out? only my only goal is to play defense against Trump mm. in this election. Wow. You're a big factor in this election, so that's <laughs> my only goal. There. Are you guys are while well, we're talking? You know, Tuesday got a little election out here coming up in California. Are you guys gonna go vote, registered to vote, and whatnot? What are we voting for? Oh, Greg. That's personal, Greg. <laughs> Whether you're voting or not, I'm not saying who you're voting for. I'm saying, are you guys planning to vote? I would not say that I am deeply involved in California politics. I would ask you whether we were on the air or not. I will be voting for the president. I was just curious. You're going to pass it. Greg, would you okay? It's it's not easy to get around L.A. to get to the voting booth. There's long lines. Would you okay an open three-hour window to allow the three of us to – we're not going to tell you where we voted or who we voted for or if we voted, but can we just have that time well, no, to you, carry out our duty? Well, it's a lot. Yeah, you don't have to ask Greg. It's literally if you go in our break room and you look on one of those yeah. boards. That you have has to like, go. It, but you have to go. You're allowed to step away. There are a lot of HR imposed rules that Greg has swatted down over the years, <laughs> so I do want to ask Greg. Please. Please. Uh, yeah, you can go, but you can't go to not vote and then uh, I, You do not need to know what I did no, during you, that window. For you to have the time off. You're not days. to be asking me what I did during that. I'll just leave and come back when the window closes. We got a whistleblower. All right. <laughs> Finally. I'm taking some time off. Go go sit in the little. Is this Was this all just to humble brag that you're a good no, I'm I saying think it was. My, no, I'm saying you guys can take the time now that he brought it up. Of course you can. Why not? Yeah. Our, um, humble- I like how the podcast is doubling as a, you know, a company departmental meeting. My, my voting district is actually at the Cozy Inn. Just close <laughs> I live close to you. Yeah. Mine probably is too. Yeah. So we'll Didn't stop. they outlaw that kind of stuff about 100 years ago? I don't know. All right. Before we uh, move on, time to check in. Trope alert. Trope alert. Trope alert. Trope alert. To Greg's point, Trope you got to be able to see through all the BS, so let's do it. Coach Jeff Fisher, Rams coach Jeff Fisher, believes that Tavon Austin can, quote, double his 52 catches from last season. Man, that's 104 catches. I don't even know if Jared Goff will have 104 completions next season. What's the record for most bubble screens in a season? I mean, how many other pass routes is Tavon Austin running? You know, you tweeted that yesterday, and then I replied, he's going to lead the league in yuck. Uh, (laughs) And then, you know, not, not my greatest bit. But then I got into like a, a, a seven part back and forth with some person on Twitter that didn't understand the joke. There was a lot of hand holding going on. Kind of helping him through it. You can come around, you can figure this out. Come on, bro. Trope alert. Trope alert. Trope alert. Trope alert. Jordy Nelson, who's coming back from a tour in ACL, has declared himself ready to go at Packers OTAs. Here's his quote If there was a game on Sunday, I'm playing. What's not to believe here? Didn't he tear his ACL in August? He should be. It was ready the preseason to, game. I he should I, be ready I to go by it. now. That it, there is a lot of the well. If there was a game, there's also a lot of players where if they're they're missing practice. Well, if there was, if it was a game week, I'd be playing. That's, that's a big one. <laughs> that is one of that's maybe my favorite one. If there was a game tomorrow, if there was a game Sunday, if there was a game today, it's your favorite one because it means nothing. Absolutely, that's what makes it a trope alert. A trope alert. 
Trope alert. Trope alert. Trope alert. Hey guys, Jim Brown Trope has alert. a title with the Cleveland Browns. He's the team's consultant. He's been in communication with Josh Gordon, the suspended wide receiver. And Brown believes that Gordon is, quote, ready to take responsibility for himself. I've heard this one before. I think it's a trope because the last time, well, I think, you know, Brown is giving us the information that he has, but it comes down to I don't think we can trust any of this until, A, the league brings him back, and, B, Gordon actually stays, you know, out of trouble long enough to be in a game. Until it happens, I don't think we really, he just doesn't deserve our trust. At this point. I don't even think that's the main trope in this trope alert. To me, the where Jim Brown stands with the, <laughs> with the Browns is an annual trope that That's Cleveland true. writers have been doing since 2002. It's always, does the ownership group or the new GM get along with Jim Brown or not and what, what his situation is? This is one of my biggest pet peeves among writers. Who cares what Joe Namath thinks about the Jets quarterback situation? Who cares what Joe Theismann thinks about the Redskins? Well, he is on their payroll. Right, he is now. But then there's been he was times, last year too. There's been times when Mike Holmgren didn't embrace him. That was a big problem. Right, but this, there were other all, former coaches like the Mangini era didn't embrace him, and so that was a problem. So it's kind of the where Jim Brown's Jim Brown stands. Bad organizations do a bad job with their alumni, and that had been the case for a long time with the Browns. And Jim Brown's, to his credit, he nailed that Trent Richardson was a bust. Oh yeah. Look, Jim, well, he called him. He called. He was not as he impressed. He said there was nothing him. special about yeah. ordinary. I mean, look, right. look. To be clear, Jim Brown, probably the best football player of all time, and one of, if not the most important football players of all time, for lots of reasons. So, if anyone deserves the attention, it's well, if we're to believe Josh, Gore, I mean, until he stops hanging out with Johnny Manziel, I'm not going to believe that anything's ridiculous. Going. Absolutely. Speaking of Cleveland sports, I just want to touch on this because I find this kind of an entertaining little subplot in my circle of friends. The NBA Finals starts tonight. The Cleveland Cavaliers go back to the finals for the second year in a row under LeBron. Uh, they're facing off against the Golden State Warriors, of course, who are heavy favorites. And, Mark, you're now plugged in to the NBA and you're saying that you're rooting for the Browns and you're picking the Browns or excuse me, you're rooting for the Cavs and you're picking the Cavs in seven. But let's be honest, you're rooting against them. Sneaky, because you want the Browns to break that Believe Land title streak. Admit it. Just admit it. No, 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 no. Hold on. Admit it. You don't I, want the, anybody I, else to do it no, for the Browns. Because no. any good thing that happens to Cleveland, I'm I'm completely for, honestly. And I'm not I from, don't buy it. I, well, you don't have to, but I'm, I'm not from I'm back on this. I, we watched at the garage last year quite a few of these finals games, yeah. and you were wearing Cleveland shirts. You were supporting them and <laughs> saying the exact same thing, that because it's Cleveland, they've suffered so much. You just want to see them. Absolutely. Happy. I mean, if I, could have, if I could have my way, I'm only I'm a Browns fan. I would have the Browns win. But if it, if that's not the way it's to be, if it's going to be the Cavs, that city deserves it. Just in like your, just in your like, hearts, you don't you don't really you're not living and dying on the Cavs. No, I I, I'm open you. about that. Yeah, I I'm open about you that. To. No, but I think the city of Cleveland is really now buying into the romanticism of Believe Land and Woe Is Us and blah blah blah. And you, you want it's it's with like the Red Sox. It's how Bill Simmons oh. became a millionaire. It's like I don't want my daddy to die without ever seeing a title. You want the Browns to be the one that ends all the suffering and they become just the absolute legendary. Team Ideally, but I'm not time. I'm not stubborn about that. If that's not how it happens, if it happens another way, okay. good for them. I don't buy it if it's a like a UFC fighter or whoever that guy who won that thing. I'm not. That's not it. I mean, <laughs> before Believe Land was the thirty for thirty, it was a legendary NFL.com article by Mark Sessler. Well, I did not coin the phrase, Google just it. to be clear about Who that. You started Believe Land, but you were ahead of the for, curve. It's yeah. been around for years and years. All right. 
And that's what's happening in the news. <laughs> I mean, I it's you know not a, not a serious topic, but I know you, Mark. <laughs> Let's play one of our favorite games. What's more likely? Right, let's go around the horn here once. Uh, maybe uh, maybe if somebody else has another one, we could throw out another uh, after the horn roundage. <laughs> What's more likely? Mark, get us going, baby. All right. What is more likely? Frank Gore rushes for 1,000 yards, the aging Frank Gore, or Greg Rosenthal gets fed up enough with his off-complaining hirelings to ditch the NFL this summer for the shores of Massachusetts, where he authors a long-awaited sequel to his 1994 three-act play, The Winds of Edgartown, a Martha's Vineyard love saga, as seen through the eyes of Billingsley Xavier Rosenthal IV. Wasn't this the exact same thing you did with the last one, more likely? No. Except it was uh, writing a tennis blog. Uh, that comes up later. What's, what's more likely? Sessler comes up with a new bit for what's more likely? <laughs> or the, you know, Browns, I don't know. That's all I got. I don't I'm Frank not buying Frank Gore. I'm not buying into Frank Gore in that backfield. That's the gist Oh, now you're going to make w- it a serious uh, conversation about <laughs> <Yeah>. football? <laughs> That's my gist. Wait, wasn't your other one it had to do with Frank Gore as well, I think. You've really had a <laughs> I Frank Gore. I will get my message across. Uh Frank Gore could run for a thousand yards. That's not that much of an achievement. That's sixty yards a game if he stays healthy. Greg will never go back to New England. Uh, he doesn't necessarily really identify with the region. That's he, not he true. He views either. himself as kind of a New Yorker because he lived there for ten years. We know his feelings about New Orleans. Jesus, he loves that place, and now he likes it out here in L.A. So I would say that w- it wouldn't even get a medal. It wouldn't even get the bronze if it were a place. Well, that's fair. Dan has move. lived in Massachusetts much, you know, not much more, but he's more recently than me. I haven't been back, you know, living since I was in. I didn't get the sense you were anti-Massachusetts. No, I love Massachusetts. I didn't say anti, but he's. I think you're done. It's not like I don't see. Yeah, there does not much doesn't seem like a big point in moving back there. So Frank Gore, my answer. Well, I do think that Greg might be getting sick of his hirelings, (laughs) but but Massachusetts might be the wrong place to move to. Maybe it's New Orleans. Mm. Mm. Like that. What do you think? If you change it to New Orleans, then we might be on to something. So we're not into Frank Gore, though. No, I I think Frank Gore could get over a thousand yards. He's going with that. Nice player, though. Might go to the Hall of Fame. Probably not, though. Good career. West. Time will tell, Dan. Hey. I'll go with the football heavy one and save the other one. Okay. What's more likely? Andrew Luck recaptures 2014 form. Ryan Kelly holds that O-line together. Philip Dorsett and Dante Moncrief make the leap. And the Colts boast the NFL's highest octane offense in 2016. Or... Tony Romo and Des Bryant recapture 2014 form with Ezekiel Elliott doing a DeMarco Murray 2014 impression, and the Cowboys become the NFL's highest octane offense. Mm. I am bullish on the Colts winning that division and rebounding this year, and yet I'm still going to take the Cowboys because that is a nice-looking offensive roster, and I still believe in Tony Romo, a healthy Tony Romo being a top-level quarterback so I think that is more likely but it wouldn't shock me if both of those teams are top five offenses this year I think it's certainly possible I agree I, there, the question marks are a little bigger with Dallas is Dez going to come back and still be Dez I I have some concern and he you know there was a report out 
uh, yesterday that he's getting closer to being cleared. But he strikes me as a guy, and I this is a fear of mine because he's one of my favorite players to watch, that he might have one, be one of those guys that has a truncated prime between the foot injuries and the back issues. We'll see how he bounces back from last season, which was basically a lost year. And we know Tony Romo's one hit away from his career being over. I think the Colts are the safer bet. I'm going Cowboys because we've seen them come very close to what you just discussed. They basically were that team in 2014. The offensive line's still intact, and that's a huge reason for that. I, I know injuries aren't predictive, but, man, I, I, I think it's a, it's a tough sell that Tony Romo gets through 16 games. If he does, they can be great. Uh, mine was kind of Des related, so I will uh, skip my turn. Greg, wow. you're up. Wow. What's more likely? What's more likely? Tavon Austin actually does catch 100 passes this year, or the other one, Rob, Robin Rex Ryan, lead a resurgent Bills offense back into the top five. Defense, you mean? Defense, rather. Sorry. <sighs> A.K.A. Mark Sessler's worst nightmare. Or Mark Sessler writes an overly optimistic Browns article between now and the season. <laughs> well, the last time I did that, Greg, I was at the Hall of Fame uh, event and it went into Cleveland and came back later and never was reimbursed by the league for my travels. Oh. Oh. So that's oh. not going to be happening again. You're settling old scores like Rob Ryan well, right now. It's you not going to be happening again. You act like that was my fault. It's not your fault at all. I blame the robots running whatever's happening inside the NFL's payroll system. No, right. to be clear, I'm just trying to get back at you for your what's more likely. I'm not sure if that was. <laughs> I forgot what the first two were. Uh, Robin Rex yes. leading the top. Let's make it three Bills defense or 100 catches from Tavon Austin. I'm going to go with the 100 catches because I think in today's oh, NFL, wow. coaches can manufacture 100 catches for a wide receiver whenever they want. Look at the way the Dolphins have manufactured 100 catches for Jarvis Landry. I feel like the Rams have player. tried to manufacture He's not a great catches. player. He's a pretty good wide receiver who has 100 catches because they throw him short passes. But he's him. great after the catch. The reason they do this is because the rest of their team, not a lot of great weapons. And right. one and out of every the four Rams times, sh- he does something special. The so Rams should have done that with Tavon Austin last year. What am I missing, by the way? Tavon Austin's been in the league for four years now. They traded up to get him and, and saw him as the centerpiece of their offense. They've been trying to make him a superstar for years, and they can't What you're missing is it. he was a really good player last year. Yeah, yeah but, good. I mean, how close did he come to 100 catches? Right. What do you, you have 50, well, that's 60? Two different offensive coordinators, neither of which we would call creative. Jeff Fisher's still there. <laughs> True that. Yeah. I know, I would go uh, with Rex and Rob. That, I will say, like, they probably won't have a top three defense. Uh, but if Rex had a nice back bounce back season, Rob has had some nice seasons. Maybe they are a good team together, and they make magic, and poor Dennis Thurman is left holding the bag and kicked out the door in January. I mean, it's, it, we, I think, almost – we're forgetting how much talent is still there. Stephon Gilmore and Ronald Darby is the best young right, cornerback duo in the league. You still have Jerry Hughes. You still their have Their defensive Marcel line Darius. is a shadow of what it was two years ago. But even on – even even though that's true, you still have Marcel Darius, Jerry Hughes – uh, Kyle Williams coming back. I mean, compare that Kyle to other... Williams, who's what, now in his mid-30s and coming off a series. That's injury. fine. I'm just saying compare it to the other defensive lines in the league. It's not like it's a bad, bad I, defensive I'm line. I'm going Bills, and I, I don't buy into either of these scenarios on any level. I'm with you. Not even close. But the idea that Jeff Fisher is going to manufacture with a rookie quarterback in a run-heavy offense a 100-catch receiver, I don't see it happening. Or Mike Pettin getting back into the news because he was surreptitiously taping Brown's practices from that, <laughs> that house that he bought right next to 
training camp. That would be awesome. Sending it to other teams. Oh no, to get does he back still at live them. there? Oh, that would. No, be so I think sad it's team housing. There. I don't think that they're still having the. Wouldn't coach it be so life. sad though? It would be very <laughs> sad. Funny. I think he's more resilient than that. All right, I got, I'll, I'll throw one out there now. What's more likely? What's more likely? Uh, you pick up a deranged female hitchhiker. Be sure and tell them Large Marge sent you. <laughs> who turns you into a skin lamp. Or the Niners post a combined quarterback passer rating of 87 this season, which is kind of close to the league average. Maybe a tick above, but. I feel like if skin lamp, 50% chance somebody's turning you into a skin lamp when you pitch up a hick. Wait, pick so, up this, a hitchhiker. so this is saying if you pick pitch up a hitchhiker, the odds <laughs> on this happening, not that that I will pitch up pick up a hitchhiker. Right, it's right. pick. It's pick it's up. <laughs> <laughs> if you pick up a deranged female, it's a female okay, hitchhiker, you, yeah. well, uh, that yeah. she turns you into a skin lamp. Mm. Yeah, it's like today's squeaky from. You never or, know what you're going to get. The Niners post pass rating of 87. I'm going to go Niners because, I mean, we've seen you know, that Chip Kelly is not a popular guy right now, but we've seen a guy like Nick Foles produce a pretty statistically pristine campaign. 22, I think, was his pass. Right. So I have no problem with, you know, honestly, in Blaine Gabbert, if he can run that system even pretty well, an 87 quarterback rating is not that is not that good these days. Right, it's not. We were talking about it it's downstairs. Below Ryan Tannehill has better, you know, career numbers, you know, per year than Terry Bradshaw and Joe Namath and Hall of Famers. Numbers are easy to get these days. That's why I'm going with the Niners. We've given up on all this Chip Kelly love. Blaine Gabbert did pretty well with your boy Jim Jim Tom Sula, Chris Wesseling, and the problem with this is you were too specific with the old what is it called? The skin lamp? <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that could, takes a lot of work. Right. Exactly. Imagine. She could do a lot of different things uh, with with your <laughs> dead body after after she's done with you. Skin lamp's just one option. Niners. I will say, let me just throw this out here. Blaine Gabbert in 35 career starts, 8-27 and 27 record with a <laughs> passer rating of 71.9. Well, that's – Frankly, it seems a little high. You're talking Jags Blaine Gabbert, though, too. That was a disaster. Not this new Blaine Gabbert. I understand. We're not, we're not calling him Joe we'll Montana's say. cousin, but it's like he's, he's – Carl Montana. He's well, operable. Yeah, being related to Joe Montana does not guarantee you know, great quarterback play. As, uh, Ask Terry Montana. As, as he's two, terrible. As Tulane learned when they started his son – for a year. You're By the wrong. way, Colin Kaepernick's career QB rating, 88.4. Passer rating. Just saying. Who's? Colin Kaepernick. Oh, yeah. Well, he, he's on the team. I mean, he was awesome when he started. He walked on water. Ask Joe Theismann. Uh, we, one more. Who wants to throw it out? Who's got one? I got it. All right. Queen City. Oh, do we need to do the what's more likely drop? Of course. What's always. more likely? Queen City antiheroes, Andy Dalton and Marvin Lewis. Lead the Bengals to a victory in January, ending the NFL's longest playoff victory mm. drought at 25 years. Let's do. Or Cincinnati native and recovered Bengals fan Chris Wessling finds his one true love, <laughs> that one winsome tulip, what? nestled in the elusive sweet spot between slightly flawed and broken beyond repair, <sighs> ending his 25-year marriage drought. Mm. Yeah. You Wait. were married? You were married at age uh, 17? Well, since I started dating. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Uh, that's a good one. I I will say that Wes has made a tremendous um, gains, really an effort more than anything else, in, in getting out there and meeting women. And I know 
he's met some women that he he enjoys their company. Uh, but is Wes going to find the one? Is Wes ready to settle down? Truly, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I think it's more likely that the Bengals win a playoff game because they're due. They're really due. Uh, I think it's both things will happen within the next couple of years, but I think the Bengals are going to do it in January. You, 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 you might do it in March. The Bengals. The Bengals. You might do it in March. I think they're going to be just a step ahead of you. I see both things happen. Wes, unlike Dan, I believe in you, and I believe in your quest for a true love. And there's some, you know, like Dan said, there's been some some good prospects here lately. Uh, the hit rate is rising, and I think you can do it. And the Bengals, as you've said, Bengals fans, they don't deserve – they don't get thing, good things. They can't have happen. nice things. That's the right. I'd like right. to think I can have nice things. I think, it's, like to hope I think so. it's time for the Bengals in their little pretty little pre- playoff streak to end. <laughs> That thing is over. Oh, and not even I see make the playoffs. No, I see Wes putting in the effort that he was not putting in or willing to embrace about a year ago. So these two things coming together, I'm pro Wes in this one. But you're saying the Bengals streak's gonna end as well. You're saying the Wes is more likely Wes is going to find love. But you're saying be, the Bengals Mark's won't saying even the make Bengals the aren't even making the playoffs. Oh, okay. They're not even in the equation. I see. It's dirt nap time in Cincy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I want to hear Mark's other what's more like. You have another one, Yeah, I like how he turned. All right, we're returning, though, to a a very damaging future. Mm. I like that you've turned around your white-collar upbringing and now turning it around on me. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Uh, Greg wanted to keep the show going just a little bit longer. It was was worth a hit. What's more likely? It's 2036. (laughs) A war-torn America 3 is just beginning to embrace its newfound freedom after two civil wars and a military invasion from angry humanoids who came from below the sea. What's more likely? One, Greg and Wes, reunited after years apart, are living together in a ramshackle Iowa flophouse where Greg, with Wesley as his his lead analyst, serves as editor-in-chief for Around the Battlefront, a review of (laughs) weekly military movements in apocalyptic U.S. Or... In this same bleak world, Colleen Wolf and Lindsay Rhodes become gun-for-hire bounty hunters in a matriarchal society, traveling from town to town, exacting revenge to keep bread on the table, while laughing to themselves over shots of whiskey about the fact that daily fantasy football was actually a thing. (laughs) (laughs) We almost missed out on that. Uh, I, I am going that it's more likely Colleen and Lindsay would be vigilantes. And it's even more likely that Mark ripped that what's more likely straight from his dreams last night. That is not accurate. Dreams to the page. Came up with it at the desk. So kind of like a Charlize Theron in um, Mad Max type scenario Yeah, it would be be in that world. I see. I like that. Colleen and, and Lindsay Rhodes is two undaunted women who, who could take on the bounty hunter rule. And I think it's exceptionally likely that in 2036, many people will be looking back and shaking their heads at daily fantasy mm. football. That's true. And I, you know, I, I love writing, but uh, I don't know if blogging about around the battlefront sounds <laughs> great. <laughs> sounds like a lot of fun. It's kind of clickbait, if you ask yeah. me. <laughs> uh, I'm, with, I'm with the Connie Fox. Top 10 questionable decisions by the latest general. <laughs> we're all going to die five reasons why <laughs> uh, alright that's it for uh, what's more likely before we go I do want to um, 
I know we get a lot of people that are interested in our, our softball team, the Shield, now 2-2 two and two after a blowout victory over our rival other NFL media franchise, uh, the Media Mashers, big 23-3 to victory last Thursday. Now we're back on the field against the Flying Sheep. Uh, but unfortunately, in my role as both the manager and the, you know, um, I guess the owner, some type of high-ranking official in the front office. <laughs> Added title. Had to make, I had to make an announcement, and the announcement is as follows. Uh, for immediate release June 2nd, 2016, the Shield make roster move. The Shield announced today that outfielder slash DH David Ely has been suspended uh, for two games for conduct, conduct detri- detrimental to the team. Um, Here's a statement from manager Dan Hansis. We value what David brings to our organization, but believe his absence for the next two weeks is the most prudent move for all parties involved. David must decide if his priorities are with the shield going forward on Thursday nights. And uh, Wes, there was some digging done on the reporting front about why Italy was suspended, correct? I I wasn't sure of the rules until I read uh, NFL NFL media softball insider Kevin Patra Dis- disclosed through sources close to the situation that David Ely had planned to skip the softball game tonight to watch Golden State Warriors and Cleveland Cavaliers, not even his teams. Mm. So That's disappointing. So he was suspended for a game that he was going to skip anyways. Yes, well, but for it's two. more about the for shame. Next week too. And he's suspended next week. It was. I sent a message. So I, I figured, Irishman, if we could get – um, Ely on the phone. I know he's not in the office anymore, so let's get his um, cell phone and, and really talk to him because I think – and the official stance from The Shield is no comment on Patch's reporting, but you could read between the lines. Let's now see if we can get Ely on the phone to answer to his behavior and now his suspension. Dan, I have our teammate, uh, David Ely, right here for you. Okay, good. David up, Ely. Skip, what's up? Um, listen, Dave. Uh, I got you on the line here because it's important that we we clear the air on what happened here. The suspension, I know you've appealed the suspension. Unfortunately for you, uh, the appeal is being heard by Mark Sessler, who was privately telling me that you should be uh, released outright from the team. So I don't think that the suspension is going to get overturned. I mean, that's that's, uh, troubling to hear because I know that I I felt that I had a good chance with Mark hearing my appeal, but, um, you know, sometimes... If it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. I'm willing to sit out my suspension if that's what the case is. Dave, I, I am willing to listen objectively, but I yes, it is true that when I found out that, you know, this team is at a crossroads, and I'm not saying that you're the, you know, the Reggie Jackson of this group, but anyone that says, hey, I'm just going to go sit on my couch with my bros and watch like an NBA game. Over he said being, it defiantly. Yeah, I just, I, it's the, it's sort of, do we, or does the team need a, a locker room uh, cancer right now, or do they not need that? I just want to say, first of all, I was blindsided by the suspension. I thought I did an <laughs> upstanding move by walking over to Dan this morning and informing him of my intentions to watch said basketball game so he could make the lineup adjustments mm-hmm. as necessary. So I thought that that was the right thing to do. So let me, I'm total not, millennial I, move. Yeah, it is a bit of a millennial <laughs> move. And let me just say that, uh, the suspension came down because while I was preparing for an NFL Now hit, I was made aware because I have birds all around me that you uh, said that you didn't care about the team. And that's when I knew a message had to be sent because I have teammates sitting in your area. It's very important that everybody is invested in the team. And when I have one bad apple uh, running his mouth, he's got to get shut down. Now, I mean, I don't want to speak for uh, your sources, but that's a load of BS. Wow. I, I love this. 
I love this team. I brought Capri Sun and orange slices for this team. That's true. I'm I the one that, that I'm trying. I'm trying to bring this team some some uh, some unity and some uh, mm. nostalgia back to when not we played tonight. Bully. Right. Well, you're not bringing them base hits. I mean, from what I oh, heard. From what I heard. <laughs> what do you think about the source, David Ely, that says there's a double standard here that that if you were a little more effective uh, in the field, then you might not be getting a suspension here. Well, I, I, yes, I've, I've struggled the plate of late. Um, that, I saw a sports psychologist over the last week to try to <laughs> tackle those demons. But I can't speak for my play in the field because I haven't been let, allowed to play in the field. Um, but that's a, that's a topic for another day. I've seen you play in the field. Uh, our official stance on whether we have a double standard is no comment. I would I would like to vouch for David Ely that he did he has supported the team, he has played the role of the team mom. He brought oranges. I, I think that should be factored. I'll in. take that into account. Uh, absolutely well, in the appeal. How about this? Um, how about this, Mark? Uh, well, let me first ask you this, uh, Ely. In terms of your disappointment level up right now, where does it rank? Like this suspension and the embarrassment that comes with this, and you know what happened with your college girlfriend and how that didn't work out. Because <laughs> that really killed you. I know. That one stuck um, well, to the ribs a little bit. She, she gave me the courtesy of breaking up with me face to face, rather than an email. Wow! It was a press release, and uh, <laughs> okay. So, and finally, Mark, I, I think now that we're here and everybody's involved, maybe this can serve as the appeal process. You could either um, overturn the appeal, cut it. You could cut it down to one game. So you could wipe it out entirely. Do you want to maybe give your ruling right now? Yeah, I don't I, want to put any rush. No, no, I, I have a decision, and it's. It, I think I want to say number one. I recognize that uh, you did bring Capri Sun, Dave, to the last game, and Orange Slices as well, and that you you have shown uh, effort. You saw a sports psychologist. But I'm not going to reverse or change the ruling at all. And it's not <laughs> negative on you, but I'm not going to undermine Dan's decision because I think then suddenly you have a team that's floating with a manager that looks powerless. So yeah, I want yeah, to keep Dan in full power. I respect his decision. And you've got the rest of the season, uh, David Ely, to show that you do care. This can be quite the redemption story. I think so too. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I'm not happy about it, but uh, I respect your decision. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm not gonna pull a Brady move and try to appeal to the Supreme Court or anything like that. So, Why would you? You don't uh, really care about being on the field. So I mean that <laughs> you know that makes sense. Well, that's certainly very classy of you, Dave. And I appreciate uh, you getting on the phone with us, even though the appeal didn't work out. Uh, we look forward to seeing you in three weeks, and I think we could really finish strongly together. Uh, I have a question. Yes. Is uh, win one for Dave going to be a part of the strategy tonight? <laughs> I like uh, the answer is probably not. I'm just being honest with you. Fair enough. Uh, we're probably going to forget about this within five seconds of you hanging up the phone. <laughs> Sounds good. All, All right. right. Go get him. Go get him tonight. David Ely, the talented desk editor for NFL.com. Uh, also, um, you know, now suspended for two games. It's official. The appeal was denied by Merton Hanks, uh, I mean Mark Sessler, and uh, we move forward as a team. So that's it. Good show, guys. Fun show. We'll be back on Monday. Post-show grade? I don't make the post-show grade. That's up for the audience to decide. Okay. Uh, but I thought you guys, and I can only speak for the, both the three of you and, of course, the Irishman behind the glass, I think you guys all did A-plus work. Good job by Ely, too. 
Yeah, and good job, Ely. We'll be back Monday. Another full week of shows, and and I think we have to. While we're facing controversies, uh, we're going to have to t- touch base with Dave Damashek, who's been in possession of Chris Wessling's toaster for way too long. So we got to uh, bring that to the forefront next. But that's for another week. Uh, for now, we say so long. This is Dan Hansen signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, the boss. Big Irish behind the glass. Keep raking, Big Irish. Keep raking. Till Monday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm late. I'm late. Very important. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from undercover tourists. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from undercover tourists and authorized seller and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with undercover tourists now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.